name's Bernadette. In 2014, I took out $72,000 in student loans to pay for grad school. At the time, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until I realized that I alone was responsible for paying it all off. 22 months later, I made my final payment. This is my story. Welcome to the Bernadette Joy Podcast. Crush this debt. Episode 9, Friends or Financial Freedom? Hey again, it's Bernadette and AJ. And the last episode, we were talking about family and how you deal with family and finances, especially when you're on a journey like we were going through. And this episode is about those other people in your life, your friends. And one of the hardest things that we had to make decisions on were how do we say no to friends on simple things like going out to eat or trips and things like that when you're on this journey? Do you tell them? Do you not tell them? And uh, one of the things that came up that was the hardest to do was a bachelorette party that I had, actually. Did you have any bachelorette parties while we were? I don't think so, right? It was just that one bachelorette party no, that I, I think had. I went to one bachelor party. Oh, you did? In uh, Phoenix. In oh, you did. That's right. But it was a lot less expensive, I think, than the one that I was planning to go and to. And it was just one. And it was just one. I had a couple. So uh, while we were paying off these student loans, I, like I mentioned in the last episode, I grew up in New York City. Uh, most of my friends are still in New York City, my close friends. And so a lot of them didn't know that we were going through this journey because I would post about it sporadically, but I didn't really talk about it much with my friends. It came up uh, as a bridesmaid. I was a bridesmaid in one of my girlfriend's weddings that they were planning to do a big trip to Montreal. And... I will say that I had a pretty, pretty bad kind of panic attack about it because not so much about the money, but how would I tell them, hey, I think I'm going to have to pass on this because we're trying to do this whole paying down the debt thing. And these were your friends from elementary and middle school, right? Yeah, this was my girlfriend that I've known since I was 13. Um, I also had a lot of anxiety about this because... It was someone who, for our wedding, she was a bridesmaid in our wedding, and she traveled from Hong Kong to come to our wedding. She was living abroad, and she made a point to come to our wedding. So there was this kind of obligation they felt that, wow, she did this thing for us seven years ago, and how do I tell her that I'm not going to be able to do this thing for her? And AJ and I had some talk about it. We talked about whether or not it did make sense for me to go to this trip, and what we came to the conclusion was that we still had to do a lot of travel for the wedding itself and still had a lot of other expenses to take care of. Not only that, but our other girlfriend, who was the same group of friends, we were traveling to Mexico that same year. So somewhere had to give. And we decided that of all of things that had to give was this bachelorette party. I think I, I stalled for a couple days. I didn't answer to any emails just to try to figure out the best thing to do. And I said, you know what? I just got to pick up the phone and call her and tell her what's going on. And so I called her and I said, hey, I know you're really excited about your party. I really hate to t you know, tell you this, but I'm not going to be able to go. And she said, well, why not? And I said, well, one, you know, I just started this business and I'm not ready to kind of let it not be functional for a weekend while I'm gone. But more importantly, I haven't really told you this, but AJ and I are trying to pay off my student loans for my MBA program. And we really can't afford to do this kind of trip right now. And she was quiet for a little bit. And then she said, okay, and didn't say anything else. So I wasn't sure if she was upset 
or angry or whatever. And she said, okay, that's fine. And I said, all right, well, let me know if you need anything. I can still help out with stuff. And, you know, I, I'll, you know, help out with stuff for the wedding for sure. And we kind of left it at that. A couple days later, she emailed me and said, you know what? I thought about it for a little bit. I was upset before, but I understand. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that you're doing this thing for yourself and you're going to make it to the wedding, right? <laughs> so we had to assure, yes, we're definitely going to be at the wedding um, in full swing. So I hope you have a great time. And that's what I real, that's when I realized that, you know, good friends are, are hard to come by and the, but the good friends who understand and support what you're doing are really special. Right. Those are the ones that, yeah, you want to keep and uh, you do want to make that extra effort for. And so that actually was a great icebreaker for us, AJ and I, to start thinking about, okay, how do we um, start hanging out with people and letting more people know about what we're doing and uh, still be able to have fun and not just be locked in our house watching Netflix all the time. And so we started um, doing some more things at our house and hosting people at our house. When we first moved to Charlotte, we didn't know anyone. And so even before this budget thing, we had this meetup where we had people bring in a dish and it was these random people that we never met before that we invited to our house in hindsight. I'm not <laughs> sure that was the smartest thing to do, but we did have that one guy who was a chef yeah. who was actually really amazing. And fast forward to when we were doing the whole budget situation, that was a great excuse for us to not only spend so much, uh, spend as much money on cooking, but be able to learn a little bit more about our friends. The other thing that's been a new thing in our life since the whole paying off the debt situation and budgeting is board games. Um, so you may not know, I'm going to plug AJ because he won't plug himself. He started an Instagram called Board in Charlotte, like board as in board games. And he's gotten more followers on that than his actual personal Instagram. Is that wow, right? Thanks. <laughs> um, There's more people with a passion about board games than uh, you could ever imagine. <laughs> apparently. And I did not know this, right? So when we first decided that we we're going to work on this, we had to stay in a lot. We had to decline invitations to go out to breweries and stuff like that, which actually kind of worked out well for us because we don't really drink that much anyway. And breweries is kind of a big thing in Charlotte. At least not now. <laughs> with the board games, we started playing board games with just us and some close friends. And then we got kind of a bigger group of people that really like playing board games. So we combined the board games and the potlucks. So we'd have these like epic nights from like six o'clock until like 2 a.m., just playing board games and chit-chatting and um, eating all night. One of our friends say that he would be 30 pounds lighter if it weren't for the fact that we were friends. But one of the things that we really, that I really liked about this is I saw a new side of AJ when it came to board games. He started um, watching all these YouTube videos about board games. He started talking about wanting to go to a convention in like Germany or something about board yeah, games. Yeah, they have all kinds of uh, gaming conventions and whatnot. And as I think back, I remember sort of being introduced to these, you know, I called them designer games, you know, back in New York City with your old roommate. Mm. Uh, and we actually, you know, being in, in New York City where, you know, the cream of the crop clubs and bars, and we did our share of that stuff too, but there was definitely times, you know, that I really enjoyed is when we sat at home, you know, Saturday night or Sunday and just, you know, played a, a nice four-player game. 
um, you know, Settlers of Catan to start off with or whatnot. And I think, what is that, five, six years ago, it's evolved to, you know, nothing too major, but, uh, you know, anywhere from two-player games all the way to, like you said, you know, eight-player or more games, uh, you know, just to kind of keep the brain stimulated. Yeah, and I think that's been a really fun side effect of a, a lot of these conversations that we've had with our friends is we've gotten to learn how they think. Mm-hmm. We've started to extrapolate um, kind of pieces of their personality because of how they play. Um, some of them are more deliberate than others. Some of them don't pay as much attention. Um, some of them are really quick at things. Some of them need a little bit more time to learn. And we've actually extrapolated a lot of those things. You can learn a lot about your friends from... (laughs) And your husband. (laughs) Yes. And your spouse from playing any kind of games, especially these type of strategy games or, or deduction games. Yeah. And I don't know if that would have ever happened if we weren't on this journey to begin with, because I think back then when we, especially when we just moved to Charlotte and we still didn't know a lot of people, we felt this, I at least felt this pressure to be kind of out and about in order to meet people and to quote unquote, have a good time. And now a couple of years later, um, even post this whole debt situation, those friends are the ones that we hang out with the most now. And I think we know a lot about them because of what started off with just not wanting to go out and spend any money. Right. And we're not just, just playing board games, obviously in between or or during the game, you can still have, you know, other conversations, uh, you know, about random things. So, uh, and you might also ask, aren't these board games, aren't they expensive? Oh, and so yes, they, their retail prices are expensive, but knowing myself, I, I love to bargain shop. So you can definitely get some good deals, and that's how I've gotten most of my games. Our games would maybe be, you know, I'll definitely look any 50% off sales. You know, and I think Barnes & Noble sometimes has those and books a million. So anytime uh, there's been those opportunities, I'll snatch as many as I can up. And our budget has still been, been in play yeah. here. So AJ actually has a budget line in our budget that says board games for AJ or AJ's what does what he wants and it's usually ends up being board games anyway the funny thing that kind of happened out of that too was that AJ started buying these board games with his budget line item and started storing them all over the house I didn't realize this and I guess one day he um, saw on YouTube or something that people have been using those Ikea shelves to Mm -hmm. store all these board games and he started putting all of these board games onto a shelf there were 60 50 or 60 board games <laughs> that came out of that. I didn't even know that we had. And so it's kind of like the opposite of where women are hiding their shoes and stuff from online shopping. AJ was um, hiding all these board games until I realized like, you know, we might actually have to start like a store or, or a rental thing or something from that. Absolutely. And now we became the kind of the hub for our friends in terms of hanging out because <laughs> we're just plainly, we're just where all the board games are at. Yeah. If, if they don't want to buy a game and they can always obviously try it. I mean, I've done some research and, and primarily purchase games that I think our friends would actually enjoy, not just things that I personally like. Uh, but the whole point is obviously to getting people together, you know, and, and having some fun. So we want to make sure everybody enjoys it. Yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes to friends and finances and stuff too. So I think, like we said, one of the big things coming out of this is we found people who are like-minded like us and that we really enjoy spending time with. But we also learned a lot about our friends who maybe don't have the same financial philosophies as us. And we've had some contentious conversations with friends as well in the past, um, especially during our our debt snowball, um, particularly about credit cards. That came up quite a few times, which... I didn't even realize was a thing. And actually, in hindsight, I should have because one of my really good friends, he actually prides himself 
on being the mastermind of credit card points and traveling everywhere for free because he uses his credit card for everything. I think, for example, for these large group dinners, he would be the first person to raise his (laughs) hand to offer to pay the entire bill with his credit card, um, knowing that, of course, everybody is going to pay him back. But, of course, you can pay you know off your credit card with everybody's payment, but you get to reap a lot of reward if you I mean all that adds up to all these you know everybody has seen them these marketing things of getting cheaper tickets on airlines, getting free money per se uh, as well as you know any experience you know American Express has so yeah. and actually and just for context on that in North Carolina, it was a shock to me when you came to North Carolina and you could go to a restaurant with 20 people and they would give you 20 different bills. In New York City, they don't do that. You get one bill for 20 people and you have to figure out how to split that up. So, you, and this was with our friends since we were growing up. This was before Venmo and PayPal and all that stuff. Like we literally had to bring out cash and figure out how we're going to pay it, it on one bill. And so this one friend, you know, figured out the system. He was like, whoa, these bills are like 500 bucks. There's like 20 of us and I can get $500 on my credit card bill and then pay it off immediately. And guess what? I get all the points. He's genius. He's actually pretty smart. (laughs) But now that we were going through this debt journey, the similar friends were then asking us, why did you stop using credit cards? They're so great. They're great for the points. We get to travel everywhere. We don't have to pay for airline tickets. I mean, yeah, not just our friends, but anybody. (laughs) I mean, even myself, I obviously paid or used points and love them paid off my credit card every month so why shouldn't I be doing that now so I would get into these debates with some of my friends who I've known for years since I was a kid and we would get into these borderline arguments about credit cards and whether or not you should use them or not and my whole takeaway from it and this is what I told a lot of my friends is that you've asked me how I save money this is how I did it it's not to say that you can't you do your way and it would be equally effective. Um, that's just my point of view on it. And I think the grand scheme of this is that we've learned a lot about our friends through this. And we've learned also that we can have, you know, great academic conversations about these things and still be friends, right. um, even as much as we debate about it. Right. And they can still use their credit cards. Absolutely. Yeah. I've even, and, and that's as something long as that, they pay it off. <laughs> as long as they pay it off, I guess. But also because, you know, we've even had some times where, Um, when I was in New York, we would go out to eat and my friend would ask me, is it okay if I use my credit card? I'm like, you can do whatever works for you. You can do what you want. There's no judgment here. Um, And I think that's part of, you know, relationships and, um, you know, growing friendships is knowing that you may have different opinions about how to do different things in your life, but we can still be friends. Right. If someone were to ask you paying for gas and groceries, I think that's probably the most common question. Things that you know you're going to buy on a credit card, Mm -hmm. you know, or buy, I'm sorry, as an expense, why not put it on a credit card knowing that you can, you know, just pay it off as normal? Yeah. And my counter argument to that has always been, well, if you can use a credit card, then why not use your debit card or use cash? And then the counterpoint from them is usually, well, I get the points. You get some some type of rewards for some. Right. And my counterpoint is like, unless you're only using that for groceries and gas, which you're telling me that you're not then you're usually using your credit card for more than what you really need to use it for. And I think I also have to caveat with people, and my friends know this, right, is that for me personally, I know what kind of spender that I am, right? There's some there's people out there who are super responsible about their credit cards mm-hmm. and all of that. And, you know, even before like when I, <laughs> like AJ, 
And even before when I used credit cards, I still, you know, paid them in full all the time. I never carried any debt, but I definitely spent more using a credit card than I did a debit card. So for me, it just works well, but it's not to say that, you know, that's for everyone. And I have plenty of friends who use credit cards and we're really good friends. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if you are the, using the credit card and you can manage it and, and get the most benefit, you know, from these rewards, you know, by all means, you know, uh, do what you, uh, what you may. So. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's been really fun for us to learn over the last two years or so is through these conversations that we've had with our friends about what we're doing and how we're doing it and the changes that we made in our lifestyle. We've learned a lot about ourselves, but a lot about the people that we've surrounded ourselves with. And I think I feel pretty confident to say that we have a good, good group of friends. Right. And I think it, opening up, you know, our decisions on credit card use and whatnot, it gives them a perspective on other decisions that we might make right Mm -hmm. so it might better explain why we can't buy these huge broadway tickets you know if we're not using a credit card then obviously we don't have the money in there the reason this is coming up is because aj really likes Catherine mcphee and he wants to see her on broadway and he's trying to figure out how to make it work in our budget (laughs) and right now it's not fitting and i don't have a credit card he doesn't have a credit card so he can't buy it with points um but yeah i think you know it's been helpful for us to have these conversations with people and share where we're coming from and i think we're all we're all better for it so if you've been having you know this journey as well and you're having challenges talking with your friends about it and I've had people ask me this question too I it sounds really campy but at the end of the day I tell people you know if they're really your friends they're going to understand it and they're going to support it and your really good friends are probably the ones that you don't have to spend a ton of money with to to have a good time right so thanks for tuning in the next episode is our last episode and we'll talk a little bit about how we finish off this journey and all the things that happened post paying off the student loans see you next time Stay tuned for episode number 10, A Debt Worth Paying. Spoiler alert, we paid off the whole amount. But how did we do it? And did we make it with our sanity intact? Find out on the last episode. The Bernadette Joy Podcast, Crush This Debt, is written, executive produced, and hosted by me, Bernadette, and co-hosted by my husband, AJ. The show is produced by Andy Goh, and our music is by Harvey Cummings. Our show artwork is done by Abigail Joy. Check us out at BernadetteJoy.com slash podcast. We want to hear from you. We know that people have lots of experiences with debt, and few people talk about it. Help us break that taboo. Call us at 980-999-1283 and leave us a message with your debt story or what our story meant to you. We'll play those messages in a future episode, and hopefully we'll make talking about money a little less difficult. Again, that's 980-999-1283. And don't forget to leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps our show get discovered by others who may be striving to pay off their own debt. We hope that our story will inspire others to never quit.